Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Internet Exposition. I am your host, Kevin Emery. Um, before we kind of get into things, I gotta give some updates on news and stuff. Um, I know I keep talking, like, every podcast episode, I keep saying, like, okay, now I'm gonna get back on uploading daily again, like I was doing, because it's supposed to be a daily show, but, um, just things keep coming up, I just keep getting busy at work, I've been working a lot of extra hours, and I have a whole lot of juggling, a whole lot of extra projects, uh, along with that, it just keeps making things harder, um. So for the time being, I think I came up with a solution. For the time being, I think I'm just going to make this a Friday show and just upload every Friday or Friday my time, it, you know, depending on what part of the world you live in. It could fall on a different day, either Saturday or maybe Thursday or whatever. But um, yeah, it's going to be a Friday show now just for the time being. Um, eventually, once I get caught up on everything, I'll start doing it, making it a daily show again. But just could be a couple weeks it possibly could be a couple months who knows how long this may go on for but I, I just think it's best for now if I want to keep the show going that I just stick to it being a Friday show and like I said eventually it will switch back to being every Monday through Friday so hopefully that's cool uh, like I said it's the best I could really do right now with everything going on so with that being said let's move on to today's episode <laughs> Video sharing catch up. So today I wanted to talk about the top 10 most viewed YouTube uh, videos. So this isn't necessarily the best YouTube videos or my favorite YouTube videos. Uh, these are just the most viewed ones. So, and it's I find it interesting, like what's the most viewed now as opposed to like I don't know, like five, six years ago. Because YouTube has just changed so much. It's such a um, a little kids-focused uh, website now. There's still a lot of, of course, older people that watch YouTube, obviously. But it's just like when you – the most popular, most viewed videos now are mostly kids' videos because – little kids are it's easy to entertain them and i know being a dad myself i know how it is it's like it's easy it's very easy to entertain them for a long period of time by just letting them watch youtube videos because then they can just click through and watch the ones they want if they get bored click the next one and these videos like these are uh you know targeting kids like that you know these kind of preschool age i guess you could say kids um a very you know two-year-olds up to like maybe six, seven-year-olds, very preschool, young child type videos. Um, so yeah, so these videos get a lot of views. So just giving you a heads up if you you're not aware of what the top 10 most viewed videos are. Uh, yeah, so. So at number 10, we have Gundam Style by Psy. Uh, it's got currently got 4.15 uh, billion views. This video was uploaded in July 15, 2012. If you don't know what this is, it's a music video basically by, um, like, I think it's a Korean pop uh, music video. It used to be really, really popular back in, like, 2000, and I don't remember what year that was. Uh, it, it was uploaded in 2012, but I don't think it really got super popular really until 2013. Uh, but I guess it could have been my memories could be blurring. I mean, that was like almost 10 years ago. So my memory could be blurred a little bit. Um, it possibly could have been in 2012 where it started getting popular. 
But I do remember that trend being out. So that's at number 10. At one time, this video was actually the most viewed video. It's funny how some of these get shuffled around over the years. At number 9, we got Uptown Funk uh, by Mark Ronson. Um, it's got 4.25 billion, so not too far over Gundam style. It was uploaded in November uh, 19th, 2014, so just a couple years after. Um, yeah, I remember when this song came out, it's like you freaking heard it everywhere on the radio. Uh, it's crazy. But yeah, so that's number nine. Uh, number eight is Learning Colors. This is where I'm going to start talking about these kids' videos. Learning Colors, Colorful Eggs on the Farm by, uh, I may butcher this username, this YouTube channel name, but it's Maroska TV, Mar Maroska TV, I think is how you say it. It's got 4.38 billion views. It was uploaded uh, February 27, 2018. So, wow. Yeah. And then at number seven, again, we got a bath song by Coco Melon, Nursery Rhymes. I actually am familiar with this channel. My daughter watches it quite a bit. Uh, it's got 4.41 billion views. Uh, it was uploaded May the 2nd, 2018, so it's not really necessarily that old of a video. And at number six, we got Masha and the Bear, Masha, 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 I think is how you say that, A Recipe for Disaster, Get Movies, it's got, uh, I've never heard of this video, I don't know if this is supposed to be a kid's video or if this is like some kind of skit video by somebody, I'm not sure what this is. It's a 4.45 billion views. Um, it was uploaded January 31st, 2012. And here's now we're moving up to the top five. So at five, we got uh, See You Again by, I always butcher this guy's name. It's Wiz Kafala. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, now, this is quite a bit of jump up in views here. It's uh, 5.21 billion. So before we were all like on the 4 billions. Now we're jumped up to the 5 billions. Um, it's, it was uploaded January 31st, 2012. So it's a little bit older. And then at number, or I'm sorry, I looked at the wrong date. Jeez. April 6, 2015. Some of y'all are probably sitting there going, what? 2012? Uh, at number four, we got Shape of You by Ed Sh Sherwin. I think that's how you pronounce his last name, Sh Sherwin. Um, it's got 5.41 billion views. It was uploaded at January 30th, 2017. And at number three, we got Johnny Johnny, Yes Papa, uh, Lolo, uploaded by Lolo Kids. Uh, or l maybe it's Lulu Kids, because it's got two O's, Lulu, yeah, probably Lulu. Um, it's got 5.61 billion views, it was uploaded October 8, 2016. And at number two, we got Despacito uh, by Luis Fonsai, I can't pronounce that guy's last name. Uh, this one's quite a jump up, it's got 7.48 billion views, it was uploaded January 12, 2017. So I remember when Despacito was at number one. So, but apparently it's now gotten beat out quite a bit, actually, by the number one spot, which is the freaking Baby Shark Dance video 
by uh, uploaded by Pink Fong Kids Songs and Stories. Uh, it's got nine point uh, ten billion views. Jeez Louise, man! Uh, it was uploaded June seventeenth, two thousand sixteen. It's just one of those videos that just like refused to freaking die. I remember like back in like I think it was like two thousand eighteen or nineteen when I started hearing this song a lot. And then just when I thought it was kind of dying out, it's like it made a comeback and then a bunch of people started, you know. Like this uh, song is so popular. The concept of Baby Shark is like so well known. My daughter, like when she wants to watch YouTube uh, kid videos, she doesn't call them that. She doesn't say, hey, I want to watch some YouTube or I want to watch uh, kid channels on youtube she doesn't say anything like that she said she wants to watch baby shark and when she says that she means i want to watch kid videos on youtube that's what she means when she says that she's not necessarily saying i want to watch baby shark uh and i was just like that's just how def you know well known this thing is it's like it's become associated with with some people at least in the case of my daughter like i said it's become associated with generalized kid videos so like I said, I think there's, let's see, one, two, I'm not sure about that one, so I won't count that one, three, four, yeah, out of the top ten, almost half of them are all kid videos. So, yeah, times have changed on YouTube. I remember when it used to not be like that at all on YouTube. Like I said, YouTube definitely still has a lot of... Um, Um, definitely still has a fan of a lot of older audiences, but it's just like where the big views are, the really popular views. Like I said, uh, it's definitely kid videos. I think it also makes harder to compete for being like the number one subscribe channels now and the number one viewed channels. Uh, because like I said, it's, uh, now that these kid videos are such a popular viewed thing because these little kids watch these videos all the time i think it makes it harder on youtubers that um you know maybe they want to shoot to be a much higher view like be up in the top 10 and it's just like well unless you're like a apparently a music video or a kids channel it's just like it's it's probably not going to happen not not trying to shoot anyone's dreams down or anything but it, it's just probably not going to happen so in today's news, we got uh, TikTok uh, has been named the most downloaded app of 2020. So I'm not sure about 2021. I guess they're going to do some results maybe when, uh, later on. Sorry, I just dropped my microphone. <laughs> do some results uh, later on toward the end of the year. Um, so basically back in 20 uh, last year, TikTok. I, it's a Chinese video sharing platform is the only app that is not owned by Facebook to make the global top five downloads. Yeah, because Facebook is a popular app too. And then they also own a lot of apps that are very popular. Apps, I think, are more downloaded by adults. I could be wrong about that with maybe the exception of like gaming apps. Um, but I think apps are more downloaded by like adults because obviously it's more common for an adult to have a smartphone than a kid. I mean, there's a lot of kids that have smartphones too, but I think it's just obviously more likely for a, an adult to have a smartphone. So typically more apps um, that gear toward adults are the more popular downloaded ones. Like I said, Facebook, uh, you know, a lot of apps related to Facebook, but TikTok finally took the number one spot. In spite of the fact that, let's see, former President Donald Trump uh, wanted to ban TikTok because he believed 
um, that uh, the Chinese government was using it to spy on the Americans. Um, in spite of that, um, it still just got more and more popular. I remember TikTok really, I remember when it came out, let's see, because it used to be musically. Um, I think it was in 2018 where they swapped it over to TikTok. I could be wrong about that year, but I think it might have been 2017 or I mean 2018 uh, where they swapped it over to being TikTok. And I remember them doing a lot of advertising for it. So they must have spent a lot of money in advertising. And um, I remember it being pretty popular, but I don't think it quite caught on like crazy until like late 2019. I remember a lot more people talking about TikTok, a lot more. It was taken a lot more seriously at that point. And then, of course, now through last year, apparently it got so popular. Now it's the most downloaded app, uh, at least as of last year. And then this year, it's got even more popular that now other websites have taken notice, like YouTube. YouTube now has their own YouTube shorts. Um, and other websites are also tacking on with the uh, whole um, thing. Of course, Instagram already kind of had their version of it. But um, way back even when Musical.ly was still a thing. But other websites now are taking notice, like I said, like YouTube and various others. And I'm sure there's plenty of com competition apps that have come and gone over the years, ever since TikTok has, seeing the, um, um, you know, the popularity of TikTok. I'm sure more and more have come to try to rise to challenge TikTok, but... Uh, will they actually be able to take it down? I don't know. So we'll see what happens. So in YouTube birthdays today, we got uh, Mongreal, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, he is turning 17 today. He is an English esports player who mainly plays games like Fortnite. Uh, at 13-year-old, he found his success and was featured on the BBC News. Kyle was a player. Uh, for Team Secret, joined in April 2018, but decided to leave the clan in July 7, 2019, to join uh, Fozzy Clan, the Foz, Fozzy, or Foz, however you pronounce the name of that team. <laughs> but yeah, so it's his birthday turning 17. So it is Neon's birthday today. I think that's how you say that. He is turning 17 as well. He is an um, American gaming YouTuber who does Fortnite videos. It is Dave P's birthday today. Or Dov, Dave, maybe. Um, turning 18 today. He is a YouTube musician who does original music, vocal covers, and occasionally uses vocal synths. Uh, it is MK8 Masters' birthday today. Uh, he's turning 22. He's an Australian gaming YouTuber and vlogger. Uh, he describes himself as a sophisticated gentleman YouTuber and a sophisticated gentleman gaming YouTuber. Okay, that's an interesting way to describe yourself. It is Alvin Zoo's or Zoe's birthday today. Um 
turning 26. He is an American chef, engineer, video producer known for his YouTube channel and for working with senior producer at BuzzFeed Tasty. I feel like a lot of YouTubers formerly worked for BuzzFeed. That's a very common thing I see with YouTubers. Like, oh yeah, they used to work for BuzzFeed. And I'm like, what is it? Everybody just come and go through this company or something? That's like the entrance way to becoming a, your, a YouTuber or something. It is... Uh, Let's see, it is Jordan Sweeto's birthday today. He's turning 29. He's a Canadian vlogger, musician, gamer, animator, uh, inspiring voice actor, and singer. He has around 1 million subscribers. It is Dave Day's birthday today. He is uh, turning 30. He is American YouTuber, musician, and comedian. Um... Uh, from Pennsylvania, who currently lives in Los Angeles. Uh, he's best known for his covers and parodies of popular songs, as well as original songs. He has three channels, Dave Days, his main channel, and then Dave, his second channel, and then he has Over the Hedge 128, his old channel created back in 2006, which has been inactive since August 2007. Okay, that's an interesting thing uh it is ollie's channel today i think i'm or it is her channel today it is her birthday today <laughs> she's turning 32 she's an american youtuber and blogger she has per she is perhaps known for her highly um publicized relationship with charles trippy i don't even know who that is as well as her affiliation with uh ctfxc youtube channel don't know who that is either it is Tomo Hawk's birthday today. Uh, he's turning 32. He is a gaming YouTuber and vlogger who lives um, in England. He is he has three channels: Tomahawk, uh, Tomo Hawk's DIY, and Tomo Hawk's Talks uh, Alopecia. I have no idea what word that is. It is Mia W. Ogg's birthday today. I think I'm pronouncing that right. He's turning 33, better known as an... Uh, he is an Indian, Indonesian gaming YouTuber. I think that's all it says. Um, It is Billy the Fridge. Birthday today. Billy the Fridge? What kind of YouTube name is that? <laughs> I guess I have no room to talk. Uh, he's turning 38 today. Uh, he is American rapper and YouTuber. He calls himself The Fridge due to his 5'8 height and 700 pound weight. The same dimensions as a standard American refrigerator. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that's not where I thought that was going at all. I thought it was going to say, oh, well, he's big. So, you know, he's like he called himself The Fridge because he likes to eat a lot. I thought that's where it was going. But it was like, nope, that's the standard dimensions of a refrigerator. Uh, oh my gosh, that is hilarious. He has released a total of four albums thus far. So he's a rapper, essentially. Probably best known on YouTube. So that's uh, all for birthdays today. Um, it's time now for the most fantastic memes on the internet. They're fantastic memes. So fantastic. They're meme-tastic. So here on Meme-tastic, we got some pretty good memes. I've been kind of saving them up uh, so far if I can get them pulled up here real quickly. 
This one says, Americans, when you called an ambulance after a serious accident. You what? <laughs> yeah, don't call an ambulance in America. You know, it's expensive. Um, <laughs> says, me doing something completely normal and innocent, then hearing my dad's car pull up. Run upstairs, run. <laughs> yeah, I used to do this when I was a teenager. So, like, not when I was a little kid, but, like, because when I was a kid, I was probably more reliant to run to the door when my parents showed up. But as a teenager, I was known for, like, just, like, when I hear someone pull up, I'd, like, get up and just, like, go to my room. Maybe not run to my room, but I'd get up to go to my room in kind of a semi-hurry. Uh, I think one of the reasons why I did this is just because, you know, typical teenage stuff, you just kind of want to be by yourself most of the time. So it's like, oh, I really don't want to hear them show up and complain about their day all day long. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, I just get up and go to my room. And um, so I think it was more like that. It wasn't so much like, oh, I'm doing something, you know, that they wouldn't like. Nah, it's like I'm just sitting there watching TV, but it's just like, don't really want to see anybody right now. So I'm just going to get up, go to my room. So I think that's why a lot of, you know, at least that's why I think I kind of did that. But I guess it could depend on the person. Uh, let's see the next one, if I can get it pulled up here. Where is it at? Okay, here it is. Uh, five ways to appear taller. I thought this one was pretty funny. So, five ways to appear taller. Uh, number one, put a mannequin on top of your head. A mannequin head on top of your head. Like, who thinks of this kind of stuff? Uh, number two, wear giraffe shoes and literally, like, stand... Basically, stand on top of two giraffes. Like, wear giraffe shoes. Uh, number three, torso extensions. I don't even know how that would work. <laughs> uh, number four, hover aimlessly. <laughs> Just start floating around everywhere you go. Uh, I wish I could do that. Uh, number five, go back to third grade. <laughs> yeah. That would definitely make you look uh, taller for sure. For most of the day anyway, until you had to go back home. Uh, let's see, this one says, the anxiety in my head, a bunch of people sitting there fighting, me, memes, and cute animal videos. Yeah, maybe not the cute animal videos, but I definitely do that. Like, if I'm stressed out and stuff, like, sometimes I'll just start looking at memes because it makes me, like, it, you know, it takes something serious and kind of puts a comedic twist on it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm notorious for doing stuff like that. Let's see, the next one, if I can get it pulled up here, because this is definitely me right here. It says, me responding to text and messages from my friends 14 business days later. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm real bad about doing like that. Like, if it's a message that can wait, I will totally, like, be one of those people that just, like, will reply to you, like, weeks later sometimes. And it's like, it's been three weeks and you're just now replying to me? Like, yeah, I know. It's just, like, I think one of the things is one of the reasons why I like texting so much better now than phone calls because I used to hate texting back before smartphone, smartphones and I used to tell people all the time I'm like why are you texting me just call me you know I'm like and I'm like they were like well I didn't know if you'd answer or not or whatever I'm like well just leave a voicemail if I don't answer and I'll call you back you know and uh but 
then I switch now that smartphones exist I prefer texting and I think one of the reasons why it is is because nowadays you know you know how it is with today's technology and stuff there's just so many more distractions now I just don't really have a lot I don't really want to I don't make as much time to just sit down and talk to people on the phone nearly as much anymore and some people I, I'm friends with and talk to like it's hard once you get them on the phone it's hard to get them back off because like but you you and that person might ramble a lot and so sometimes that's why I kind of prefer texting. But sometimes, but I will admit is even though I prefer texting over calling, I really still just don't like texting that much deep down. Um, so I think that's why I'm notorious for like replying to the text like several days later, in some cases weeks later. Like they'll, if it's a message that can wait a while, I will make it wait. Like I'll put it off. I'll be like, eh. <laughs> And, uh, but if it's a message, like it's something important, like it's from my boss or something, or it's an emergency or something like, obviously I'll text back, uh, you know, more quickly as soon as I see it. But like I said, if it's like just my friend telling me something or whatever, I'll be like, yeah, that can wait. <laughs> I'm bad about doing that. Like I said, I think it's cause I secretly just don't like texting. It's just that, but I would rather people text me because it's easier to, you know, put, you know, than having to be stuck on the phone all the time. Uh, this one says, I might be shy at first, but once you get comfortable, uh, once I'm comfortable around you, get ready for some crazy shit. Yeah, that's definitely me as well. I think there's one more on here if I can find it. Okay, this one, this one's not too funny, but it, I thought it was pretty amusing. It says, when they kiss you, good night, but only go for your forehead. You forgot the pickle. No. Uh, I think there might be one more. No, there's not. Okay. So that's it for Meme-tastic. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about YouTube commenters. The meanest people in the entire world. They slither out of their bitter graves to come and attack on YouTubers. When YouTube commenters attack... So here on YouTube commenters attack, uh, we got some pretty good YouTube comments. It's, this one says, this is literally the upload person that uploaded the video re- commented on their own video and said, good video. And then they replied to it and said, thanks. And then someone replied to that and said, we love self-promotion, uh, self-appreciation. <laughs> ah. I'm like, yeah, I've never seen that before, but that uh, that's a new one for me. This one is, I read this comment, and I thought it was absolutely nuts. This shows dedication, though, for some stupid kind of project. This just shows how much, way too much free time that people have today. Like, people just have nothing else better to do with their lives nowadays. It says, day 121, listening to Bohemian... Jeez, Louise. Bohemian Rhapsody. I cannot seem to speak today. Uh, by Queen, uh, starting Freddie uh, Mercury uh, every day until my la- first child is conceived. I read that really bad. Let me read that again. <laughs> Says day 121 of listening to Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. I still can't say that word. By Queen, uh, every day until my ch- first child is conceived. So basically, his wife is pregnant. Um, you know, I guess his wife is pregnant. He didn't even say if his wife is pregnant. For all we know, his wife may not even be pregnant yet. And uh, and now he's just listening to this song every day. And it's now August 8th, according to this post. So, 
Um, like I said, that just, you know, shows maybe a little bit too much free time that people have today. Like I've done some pretty silly projects before. Like there's been times where I've literally one time I did a thing where I decided I wanted to watch every, uh, Disney animated movie The well, the main ones, like the ones that came out to theater type animated, not the direct video versions, but the Disney animated movies in order of release. So I started with Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and I worked my way all the way to the modern day one, whatever one that was at the time. I think it was Tangled, maybe. And um, <laughs> I was just like that when I, I think I was about halfway through the series, and that's when it dawned on me that I was like, I think I have maybe just a little bit too much free time on my hands. <laughs> When you start coming up with stupid projects like that. I mean, I've done binge watches on movies before. I mean, that I think that's pretty normal. But it's just like I had to come up with something to do for my life because it was like I had nothing else going on. I literally have no life, so I have to make up something to do. And I think this might be what this guy is doing, too. It's like I have nothing else better to do with my life, so I'm going to watch listen to this song every single day until my first child was born. And we don't even know if his wife's pregnant or not. Or if he even has a wife, for all we know, he may not even be married. He's waiting to get married and then get his wife pregnant and then, and then, um, uh, and then wait for the child to be born. I'm like, we could be talking years here. Um, this is a country video. I'm not sure what video this is. Someone replied and said, dude, this is so country that my girlfriend suddenly turned into my cousin. What is it with people and like always criticizing like the whole cousins getting married thing? Like you people do realize that in multiple states, it's actually legal for cousins to get married. Um, so I never understood that. I guess because I grew up in the South that it's just pretty normal to me. I mean, I've never dated any of my cousins and I would never marry them. I mean, but it's like it does not bother me for people that date their cousins and marry like like that doesn't bother me. Like I don't find that weird really. So it's not something I would do, but like personally I just don't really find it weird. So, but like I said, maybe it's just because I've grown up in a culture where that's pretty normal for the most part. I mean, there's some people that kind of frown up on it, but for the most part, it's pretty normal. Uh, but then I hear sometimes and other people from different parts of the world kind of talk about it on YouTube and other things. And and I'm just like, I don't really see what's so weird about that. <laughs> like, oh, that's gross. And I'm like, that's pretty normal to me, actually. Like I said, but I guess it just has to do with my culture. I don't know. Um, this one says, I remember when I was younger, I used to love Alien X, so I wanted to watch some videos about him and Googled Alien X videos, and then my childhood was shattered into a million pieces. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can use your imagination on what he discovered on there. Uh, this person, a user named Trump won Biden lost. They replied and said, it's not right to use God's name in vain. Just letting you know, and God bless. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always wonder. I'm like, wouldn't if like, wouldn't God bless? Like, you know, a lot of people say like, God bless is a like a quick way of saying goodbye. Like another way of saying goodbye. Like instead of saying bye, they'll just say, okay, God bless. You know, I'm like, isn't that in a way like take also taking God's name in vain? Like, like I know it's got a positive meaning behind it. So I guess a lot of people don't look at it as bad but like i always wondered that growing up i'm like wouldn't god bless technically you know if you're using it in the wrong context like i said you're using it as a way to say goodbye uh like wouldn't that be taking his name in vain when you think about it 
It's like, like I said, I guess a lot of people might not agree with that, but like, because, you know, it's got a positive spin on it. So, but really, when you think about it, it's kind of like the same thing, really. So, but yeah, anyway, that was the last uh, meme or the last YouTube comment, not meme. Jeez Louise, I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> so I got a new segment on the show now that I want to add it. I really wanted to start doing more YouTube content like on this podcast uh talking about more youtube stuff because like i love talking about like tiktok and and um twitch and a lot of other websites and stuff like that but i really wanted to start bringing more youtube into it um so i thought of a cool way to do that was i should create a new segment in the show where i review youtube videos I watch a YouTube video and then I review it. It may be a video I've already seen a bunch of times or it may be a brand new video I might watch and review. So I thought, well, what videos should I start reviewing? And I was like, well, what better videos to start with than I wanted to start with maybe doing web show, reviewing web shows. If you're not familiar with what web shows are, like a web show is basically kind of like the Internet's version of a TV show. Like a like a YouTube show would be like a web show. So or um you know something like that it would be a web series or a web show so i wanted to start with like web series and web shows and one that i'm probably the first one i got really into was the angry video game nerd so i thought it'd be kind of cool if i went through the entire series or at least i mean it's still going on so the entire series of avgn and review um some of his videos. I may not do every single one of them, uh, and I might skip around some. Who knows? I, I'm not sure yet. I haven't really fully decided, but I definitely want to review quite a few of them. Um, so I decided, I'm like, well, what better place to start than to start with Season 1, Episode 1, which is Simon's Quest, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. And if you're not familiar like with who AVGN is and like his backstory. Basically, each episode he reviews typically one game. Sometimes he reviews multiple games in one episode, and sometimes he actually reviews gaming products in an episode. But typically, the standard, I would say a good 70% of the time, the standard is that he reviews one game per episode, and he, it's usually a bad game, and he usually just shits all over it, basically. And uh, talks about all the bad features about it and tells you not to play it. It's horrible, you know. And uh, that's his standard. So he started, it all started with this video called Castlevania II Simon's Quest. And basically this video was actually made back in 2004, I believe, uh, before YouTube even existed. And um, he, back, uh, if you're not familiar with James Rolfe, who actually plays the nerd uh, from Cinemassacre, he has a production company that he made himself called Cinemassacre. And he used to make uh, uh, movies, like made-at-home movies. And um, mostly horror movies, but yeah, he made, you know, a lot of made-at-home movies. And um, so he made this little short film called, um, I think it was called The Angry Nintendo Nerd, uh, Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest. I can't remember the official original name for it. Um, and he made it, you know, he put it on a VHS, mostly just to show to his friends. 
and they all thought it was pretty funny, so he decided to make a second one, which was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, uh, the NES game. And so, and they liked that one, so then I think that it was in 2005 or... 2005 or 6 or something like that, when he finally decided to make... Um, a third one, which was intended to be the last one, because these are not these first three episodes were not intended to be uh, part of a web series or a web show. I don't even know if that was really a thing then, but um, maybe it was. But they were intended to be short films, like movies, essentially. And so he made the third one called The Karate Kid. And after he made the third one, that was when YouTube had, you know, he discovered YouTube somehow. So he decided to upload the first three on YouTube. And um, that was supposed to be the last one, but then his friend Mike encouraged him to keep making them and putting them on YouTube because he was like, he thought that they were really funny and they might potentially go somewhere one day. And he was just like, all right. So then he continued on and that's when it turned into more of a web series. So that's basically the backstory in a nutshell of how AVGN started and who James is that plays the nerd. Of course, he originally was the angry Nintendo nerd. He slowly evolved into the angry video game nerd because after a while, I guess he decided he wanted to branch out and do other things besides just Nintendo games. He wanted to do, you know, other games as well, uh, other game consoles. And even he even does PC games occasionally. So mostly game consoles, though. So with this first episode, uh, Simon's Quest, this is basically a sequel to the first Castlevania game. He considered it to be, I don't know if he still has this opinion or not, but he considered it to be a bad game. And so basically he did this little uh, joking type review where he just craps all over it. So I rewatched the video. I have seen this video several times because uh, I've watched the series several times. and um, But I never really watched this episode with like a full critical eye, you know, so to speak. So this time around when viewing it, I did basically just that. I reviewed it with a critical eye instead of just more of an entertainment feature. And I'm going to give my rating. My rating, basically I'm going to give a, one, a scale of 0 to 10. Uh, 10 obviously being the best. Um, 10, uh, um, I'll try to quickly explain my rating scale. Anything from 0 to 4, I would consider a bad uh episode uh, a five i would consider it like a middle of the road like it was either just okay or maybe it was a mixed bag maybe it had some, a lot of bad things but it also had some good things in there to balance it out a little bit so that would be a five uh, anything from a six to a ten i would consider good you know and of course the higher it goes the better i consider it and so the, pretty much just that. A 10 would be, I would consider it be perfect, completely flawless. Nine would be, it would be absolutely amazing, but it does have some, even if it's just like one minor flaw, um, it would, I would consider it a nine. So basically a nine is a really, really good score. Like I consider it next to freaking perfect, but it, it just has maybe one or two things that just kind of bothered me. Um, so let's talk about this episode. So this episode was uploaded back in um, August, or not August, in April, <laughs> April 8th, 2006. Like I said, it's pretty much when YouTube, around the time YouTube was brand new. I think it was only like six months old at this point. This So this is season one, episode one of the Angry Video Game Nerd. 
one thing I find interesting about um, this episode is like literally the first like the first thing uttered out of the nerd's mouth when the episode starts is this game sucks and it's just like I think that's just so funny like that it paints a picture for the entire series to come like it's just like this game sucks boom you know um so most of the games he reviews in his series um he obviously most of them he considers bad games uh he had i think he did do a couple reviews here and there they're extremely rare but he'll do a couple reviews of a game that he actually considers good and um and he'll kind of review that and um but most of the games he reviews that are bad um he typically they're more frustratingly bad they're usually at least these older videos now in the newer videos i do find that he tends to criticize more of the issues with like game development or maybe he criticized like the functionality of the game and stuff like that a lot of stuff like that but in these older reviews he tends to review a game as bad for the frustrating elements of it like it's really hard for the wrong reasons kind of thing and so one of the things he criticized with this game is that it's very frustrating uh frustratingly bad he makes points like um um that it's kind of the controls are a little clunky. Um, he it's hard to maneuver around uh, when you're as playing Simon. Like you can't just like in Mario, how you can just kind of jump off a cliff. It, he said it's kind of hard to do that because you sort of hover around and you might accidentally land in the water. So you have to play this tedious way where you're just kind of have to walk down the stairs and then you have to walk around everything. So it kind of gets tedious. And um, he talked about how some of the parts of the game are really hard, and then some of the parts of the game are freaking easy. Like he said, when you go find the fight the final battle with uh, Dracula, which he criticized for not even looking anything like Dracula. He said it looked more like the Grim Reaper, and um, which I agree. <laughs> and he said he talked about he how easy that battle is. All you got to do is just sit there and keep attacking him, and like there's literally nothing that Dracula can do. It's like he's just to at your mercy you know once you walk in there and he criticized part, certain parts of the game where like in order to progress you have to know these really weird things like there's one part where you have to go kneel at the wall at the beginning part of the level and then you have to be holding some kind of item and then a tornado comes and takes you away which would be fine if that was just a side thing a lot of older nintendo games are known for doing stuff like that especially mario games but those are side things you know or maybe it's a way to help you skip levels or something but this is like something you actually have to do to progress in the game and so it's like in order to figure that out it's like i have no idea how people even figured that out it's like it's almost like one of those things you have to already know it it's an island that cannot be found except for those who already know where it is kind of situation and uh so how did the first person find it who knows and um so he criticized a lot of little things like that. He said there's certain items they and um, you, there's books you can collect in the game. And he talked about how it flashed too quickly. Um, if you accidentally hit a button or something, it'll cancel it out, and there's no way to reread it. Like you don't actually hold on to the book where you can look at it in your inventory or anything like that. Um, and then he also criticized the day to night system. That was probably one of his biggest criticized in the game. Where he said he hated that day to night system. He said it was really tedious. Every time when it switch, I think he said it was about every five minutes or so while you're playing in a level, it'll switch from day or night, and a, this little text box will come up. And he said it takes like 
10 to 15 seconds to where it gets done and there's no way to cancel it out. He's like, I've tried every button. It won't, you know, you have to wait for it to switch over. And then, um, so those were his main criticisms. He had a lot of little minor things too, but like I said, those were his main criticisms. And um, so one thing I will, so what's my review and my take upon this episode as he reviews this game? So basically it's like a review of a review almost, which is kind of funny. And um, so basically, like I said, I've always found this episode pretty entertaining, but I will admit it's a little, if it wasn't the very first episode of the Angry Video Game Nerd, I think this episode would be a little forgettable. Like if this, like let's say this episode took place like in the middle of the first season or something, I don't think this episode would be quite as memorable in my mind. Uh, I think the only reason why I remember it so much is because it's the very first episode, so it's the one that started it all. If it wasn't for that, I don't really think there would really be that much special about this episode. His review of Simon's Quest is a little on the boring side. He does make some pretty funny jokes here and there, but... Most of it is, like I said, it's a little boring. There's also parts that feel like it was kind of randomly inserted in there, like maybe he didn't really work on a very defined script before uh, doing this review. And so, like I said, there were parts that felt like it was just kind of like, eh, randomly sort of thrown in there, a little bit random. Um, like he was almost kind of digging the bottom of the barrel to think of things to say. There was also some parts I don't feel like he structured it very well. And um, with the review, like there's some parts, and he could have explained some parts a little better. Like when I talked about the part where he said, when you jump over, you might accidentally land in the water. Well, he didn't really mention why that was. He just kind of talked about it. The reason why that is is because your character doesn't really jump very well he's not really designed for jumping far distances um so your character kind of hovers a little bit so that's why it's designed it's really designed for you to walk down the stairs and stuff and um and so he just basically he doesn't some of his criticisms i don't think he explains too well he also didn't explain the fact that you actually have to do that to progress in the game in order to kneel down at the wall he probably could explain that and i think some people probably were thinking like oh well that's just a side mission though i'm like no it's actually you actually it's a main mission and he probably could have explained that a little bit better but like i said he's new at it uh, i'll try not to be too hard on it but i have to ask myself did i thoroughly enjoy this episode that's what i always have to start when it comes to rating it and reviewing it did i re enjoy this episode and my answer would be yes i do like the episode i do think it's a little forgettable and a little boring those are probably the two major flaws with it um, but did I enjoy it? I did. I, I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was fun. Um, it was pretty entertaining. It could have been done a lot better, but it was still pretty entertaining. And he actually does re review this game, but that's in a later season. Um, so my rating, I definitely can't give it a 10 because I don't consider it perfect. Um, I can't give it a nine because I wouldn't say it's next to perfect. I don't think I can give it an 8 because I don't think it's really, really good because it does have some pretty major flaws. I'm not sure if I could give it a 7 because a 7 to me would be something that's still pretty darn good, but it just has some major flaws in there. I don't think it's quite that good. I think it's just subpar. It's a satisfactory episode. Like I said, if it was not the first episode in the series, I think it would be a little forgettable. 
But it, all in all, it's a satisfactory episode. It checks all the boxes. It just has some flaws in there that could have been done better. I would give it a six out of ten overall rating. I think it's a, I think it's a good episode. It just could have been done better had it been done later on in the series. I think it, it could have been done better. Um, and yeah, so that would be my review, my very first YouTube video review. So hopefully you enjoyed these, and maybe I'll continue on with them. So, anyway, the last part of this podcast, I always like to talk about esports. I do a little esports uh, segment. Um, so, we've been hearing a lot about the Olympic Games, the Olympic sports, and stuff like that. Um, a lot of different Olympic sports. I mean, there's so many sports that come across the Olympics. It's, like, not even funny. So now some people have been hinting around with Los Angeles Times. This is a, from a Los Angeles Times uh, post here. Um, some people have been hinting around that maybe eSports may one day become an Olympic sport, So, which I think is kind of interesting. I don't know if it's ever really going to happen because there's even some sports to this day that are really popular, but they're not Olympic sports like basketball football but i will say with those sports or baseball i will say with those sports they're more americanized sports there are other are other parts of the world that do play those like i said you know and like in japan they play basketball and i think they do play baseball over there but i don't as far as i know they don't play football i think football american football is just a american thing uh, you know in the rest of the world it's all soccer what americans would call soccer and i think they call Australia, I think they also call it soccer, but um, but yeah, so but esports is a around the world type thing, so I'm not sure if it would be like the next Olympic Games, which would be obviously held in four years from now, but maybe possibly the one after that if it continues to get more and more popular, like it is. Um, so Tokyo on the first day of these games, the eve of his sports Olympic de- debut, Tony Hawk's hopes uh, hops on his board and tested out the new bowl in Tokyo's waterfront. He called the experience shredding uh, Arkan Urban Sports Park. Subreal skateboarding had already been broken into the mainstream, but reaching the stage was another level. Um, so basically, um, hold on. If I can read the right part. Okay. Esports potential inclusion, however, presents unparalleled um, complications um, in titles don't own traditional sports, but companies own esports titles. Have developers release their IP would require um, notification. Uh, choosing the games would require a... Uh, discussion since popular is often uh, cynical, 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 I think. (laughs) Then there's a matter of violence. The IOC has refused to consider games it deemed violent, which could prevent major esports games like a lot of the first-person shooter ones. Um, But esports candidacy starts with the one fundamental question, is gaming even a sport? All of these players are athletes, said, I don't think you can argue that the skill or the time to put in, I think that the last part may be questionable for some, is the physicality, it's just the last criteria. Um, 
another prominent uh, North American esport organization was founded in 2017 by Mawaski uh, Bucks co-owner Wesley Edens, a member of the growing group Traditional Esports. Uh, ex- uh, where I lost my place here. Jeez, Louise. Executes win gold for the U.S. men's basketball team into these Olympics one day if the Olympics hunt for younger viewers veers into the next frontier, he may see one uh, on the fly quest players take gold in the esports. It might just be a matter of time. Yeah, that's another problem with, I think, the Olympics is the Olympics doesn't have a whole lot of young viewers. Uh, it's mostly older people, mostly people like in their middle ages and older. Um, I don't think it really has, um, you know... I mean, I'm sure there's young people that watch the Olympics. I'm not saying no one young does, but um, but it's just the audience isn't quite as great um, as the um, you know as the older audience. And most older audiences, I don't think, are quite fully on board with the whole esports thing. Um, as one of the comments talking about esports, is it really even a sport? I'm like, I would say, yeah. I mean, if you can consider NASCAR driving a sport. Um, then I'm sure esports could be considered a sport because some people are like, well, it has no physical, you know, stuff to it. And I'm like, well, bowling is also considered a sport. You barely do anything in bowling. NASCAR, you just sit in a car and drive. I'm not saying there's no skill involved, but there's not really any physical skill involved. Uh, same thing, like I said, with gaming, um, there's skill involved, but there's obviously no physical skill involved. It's all mental and emotional. Um, so yeah, I do. I would, I would argue that yes, esports is a sport. Um, but will it ever make it into the Olympics? I don't know. Only time will tell. Like I said, it, it, it was going to be one of those things. I think they would have to slowly, um, one or two things are really going to have to happen. It, one would take much longer and one would probably be the shorter route. Uh, the shorter route would be is if they can slowly introduce esports and other implements, like I said, get it into the schools, get it into the mainstream a little bit more. Uh, make it a little bit more mainstream like basketball or something like that. Get it into the colleges and things like that. If you can get it in those areas, get it more on television. Uh, if you can get it in those, implement it more in those areas, more adults could slowly get more and more into it. And if you can get it, um, that would be the shorter route. It would probably still take several years, but it wouldn't take super long. That would be the shorter route. If you could, if you wanted to do the long route, then basically you're waiting for the older generation basically to just die off. <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but like in the younger generation that has already grown up with this, people like in their 20s and below that are already used to considering esports like a traditional sport in their mind, and they're just waiting for it to become more and more popular. Um these people, once they get older, then obviously they're going to be the older generation that still likes these things for the most part, and or at least still respects it, even if they don't constantly watch it. They still would guard it as an, a, an official sport. So that would be something like maybe 20, 30 years down the road, maybe esports could be uh, actually implemented in the Olympics by that point. Or like I said, you could take the shorter route, try to slowly get it more into things. I could easily see maybe in 10 to 
12 years from now, maybe esports possibly become an Olympic sport. I think it's possible. Like I said, it is popular around the world. It just needs to push itself more into the mainstream and get more of an older audience in there. If you can get those two things, uh, then you're looking at probably potentially the most popular concept for a sport ever in the future. I often consider esports the future of sports. I think more physical sports are going to slowly start to die off. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but I think uh, we're slowly approaching a day and age where more automation is coming. More and more people are not doing as much activity nearly as much as they, I mean, look at the 1950s versus now. I mean, look how much less activity general uh, people in general do and it's only going to continue that way as time goes on, As like I said, as we bring in more automation and stuff like that. So if we could potentially bring in a sport that requires less physical activity, I think more and more people could get on board with something like that. And like I said, but really you just got to get the older audience in there or you just got to let the younger audience grow up and just let time just do its thing. Uh, one or the two basically would need to happen. So, but yeah, that's my views on esports today. That's basically all I got to say. Uh, that's it for today's episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed that new segment as well. Like I said, I'm I liked it a lot. I'm pretty excited about it. And like I said, uh, if you didn't hear what I said at the beginning of the podcast, like I said, these podcasts now are going to be um, every Friday instead of every weekday, every Monday through Friday, just for the time being until I can get my schedule and everything straightened out. It, like I said, it may be a couple of weeks. It could possibly be a couple of months. Who knows? Um, but just for the time being, it's going to be a Friday show instead of a daily show. Um, so hopefully... Um, that's okay. Hopefully you'll still continue to listen. I do appreciate anybody who listens to this show. Like I said, I, um, I love podcasting. I love doing this podcast. It's probably one of my favorite podcasts to do. And, uh, I do a bunch of other podcasts. If you do want to check out my other podcast, um, you can click on the links in the show notes below and, um, check those out. If you are interested in maybe checking out some of my other podcasts, um, if you want to check out my YouTube channel, I have one of those as well. Um, want to check that out. The link will also be in the show notes. Also, if you would consider, if you like this podcast and you're more of a regular listener, I would encourage you to maybe do a review for me on, uh, iTunes. I think iTunes is the only podcast catcher that, um, does uh, reviews like that. I believe I could be wrong. But if you could go, if you listen to it on iTunes or on uh, Apple Podcast, if you listen to it on there, uh, if you could do a review for me. If you don't listen to it on there, if you could like maybe just go there really quickly, like on your computer or something. I think if you go to iTunes.com or uh, Apple.com and just um, look up my podcast, there should be an option on there to do a review. That helps a lot with my rankings. Um, if you could do that for me, that would be awesome. I would love you forever. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I would like you a lot though. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, This is Internet Exposition. I am Kevin Emery and I'm out. Thank you.